0: You're listening to the Cinemaphile Podcast with Andrew Shearer, brought to you by OnlineAthens.com. Yeah, I, I was like, when they gave me a list of people that wanted to talk, I was like, please, please, please let Allison Midstock be available, because I... I had so many questions uh, for you because I'd seen more of your work than the other people in the movie, but it was the quality of the work that really sparked my attention. So I thank you for taking a little bit of a time uh, to talk to me.
1: That goes for you as well. Thank you for taking the time to interview me.
0: Sure. Um, Well, I first wanted, are, are you in New York right now talking to me?
1: Yeah, I do live in New York City.
0: Okay. And I think I somehow read that you are originally from Idaho. Is that right?
1: Yes, I am originally from North Idaho.
0: Okay, so what was Idaho like?
1: You know, um, growing up in North Idaho, uh, it's a very isolated small town. It's beautiful. It reminds me of upstate New York.
0: I've been there Uh, like uh, Tupper Lake area I've been.
1: Mm -hmm. And I think the culture of the West Coast is very different from the East Coast. Um, You know, it's very low-key. People are simple, but... You know, a little small-minded. Don't tell them I said that. I know we're being <laughs> <my day. laughs>
0: I don't think they'll take offense. They'll probably be happy to claim that a, a, a famous actor is from there, award-nominated actor is from there, so mm-hmm. they, they can keep it to themselves.
1: <laughs> yeah. no, it's a good, it's a good place to visit, but not many, not much opportunities in career-wise.
0: Right, and so, um, what was uh. uh What was the decision to move to uh, San Francisco? You were, I believe, 19 years old?
1: Yeah, I was about 19 years old. Uh, I wanted to go out and make the life for myself. I wanted to grow uh, spiritually and to become a better person. I was mostly pursuing my um, career at the time in fashion design. I did not think I would go into film.
0: Okay, well, so with fashion design, what what gave you the interest in that?
1: That's a good uh, question. You know, I when I was growing up, I was, you know was born with a syndrome called Treacher Collins. Yes, and I had a lot of surgeries. And when I, you know, I think about 14, 15 years old, I was interested in modeling mm-hmm. and fashion. And you know, during high school, I think I was about like sixteen, seventeen. I feel like I wanted people to not judge my face. I wanted them to judge my talent. So I wanted to, that's why I pursued the arts because I wanted people to see the designs I created and, and how I dress instead of judging my face. Sure. And that's one of the reasons I moved to New York city in 2008 was to continue to pursue the arts. But along the way, you know, doors kept closing on me, but film started to open up. And that's how I fell into film. But I think, you know, the, one of the, there's a film called Batman with Michael, Michael Truton. Oh, the, uh. Yeah. The
0: 1989, the yeah. Tim Burton. Yeah. Okay. I've, yeah. I've seen that.
1: So there's a model. In that film, she has this long blonde hair. She's wearing a mask. But when she takes off that mask, she has a scar. Scars, burns. So when I watched that for the first time when I was a little girl, I was like, wait, oh, I wanted to be like that. To be like, I thought that would have been a piece of art. Yeah. Yeah, interesting.
0: That is very interesting. I would have never expected that. Mm -hmm. But then again... I think that was Jerry Hall who played that role. And I, I want to say she was an actual model. I want to say she was maybe Mick Jagger's wife at, at that time. But I, I want to say that's who that was. I remember that scene so well.
1: Yeah, I just thought it was so powerful. And it was just like, wow. And, and she was like a news to the Joker. It's like, yeah. I was just so blown away.
0: That is incredible. That is an incredible story. And thank you so much for <laughs> going that direction. I, I uh, yeah, I, I, I never would have expected that. But who, yeah, because who out there would, what what kind of examples would be of, uh, at that, you know, growing up when when you did of mm-hmm. people who had a, any sort of facial difference that was shown in a glamorous, uh, ins- mm-hmm. as an inspiring character at that. Mm-hmm. That is so interesting mm-hmm. to me. because fashion is like you know there's a lot of behind the scenes work that goes on there and film is so like appearance based mm-hmm. it's sort of the opposite of what i what i thought would be the average experience because um i don't know i guess i guess uh, you know people magazine always i don't know if they do it anymore but it used to be like the most beautiful people of you know the the, the list of the most beautiful people and i was like okay according to who like whose idea <laughs> <laughs> Who, where does this idea come from and why do we keep perpetuating it? So how uh what was the first uh, what was the first film work that you got? Like how did you fall into that?
1: Well, you know, I think um when I was a little girl I was interested in um acting. It's very unusual. Um, you know, I think the first film was when I was nine and mm-hmm. played in an indie film called The Last Game with Joey Tavolta. I was just an extra. Um then I took acting classes, I did plays when I was a kid, but I think, you know, um, a, a child at the time with facial differences, and you know, I think we get extremely insecure and vulnerable where I think we lose confidence in ourselves. Sure. So that's why I just got into art, because I wanted people to judge my art, talent, instead of...
0: To be Yeah, yeah, I can totally understand that, and I, I, I think that the fact that you gravitated toward work that sheds light on that, mm-hmm. but also just by, just by virtue of you appearing on film, is such a big deal. When I, um, when I reviewed the *Chain for Life*, um, uh, Adam Pearson was his name. That was the lead <laughs> in that. Okay. I, what I came away from Adam because I had seen him in um, Under the Skin um, with uh, Scarlett Johansson, and I thought, well, what I know that they were trying to show, um, you know, some kind of compare and contrast sort of thing there. But what I love about Chain for Life is that Adam and the rest of you um are separated from like the crew and all that go like party together my favorite scene was when all of you come up with a far better plot for the film than they had for theirs that they were making but how did you did was that a role that came to you or was that one that you sought out because of the material
1: um you know I think when I was a little girl I think i I think I was about maybe five or six, I told my parents, I felt like I was here to help the earth to, you know, inspire people about change and, and, you know, beauty is different and different is beauty. So it's like, there's many kinds of beauty. And I think I, I think as you get older, I think you learn to understand your mission and your talents and who you are as a person but I just knew that when I was little that I was here to like help people to inspire people um and that's yeah and I think later in life I understood more about my calling and my true passion and I love being in film and to to be honest I had to face my fears before being on film. Yeah. So one of the first films, I think it's, uh, it's called Splendona. It's a short film. I watched it. I was terrified. I yeah. was terrified when another actor was touching my face, or me being out there in front of the camera, dealing with my facial differences and saying, hey, this is me. I'm an artist with facial differences i was terrified but once you get over your fear i think the rest will become easier i hope it has for me at least
0: so you what was it like then to have did you watch because i know some actors just don't watch the movies that they're in like i know that's a thing and i you know i've, I've acting is one discipline and then just being a film watcher is another. Um, did you, were you interested in seeing the footage? Were you looking back at playback, things like that?
1: It took me a long time. Uh, you know, Alexandra Fanchi, who's a director of Happy Face, yes. I think she really encouraged me to watch myself on um, um, in film. And I was... It, <sighs> I'm glad that he pushed me and encouraged me. He's like, you're amazing. you got to see yourself. And uh, um, the first time I saw myself, it's a happy face. I was not wearing makeup. My hair was not done. I was just like, oh my God. What is that I got me into? But once I got into the film, it wasn't so bad. And, and I realized like, hey, I'm not so bad. It's okay. So I think I had, the courage to watch change for life once later after everyone's seen it, I've watched it with one of my close friends. We watched it together. She's in Taiwan. So we were watching it together on Skype, like zoom. Okay. Well, yeah, Skype, And it's not so difficult. Once you push yourself to see yourself on film.
0: Sure. Okay. Well, I, you know, I, I wanted to know what that kind of was like for you, but it, those two projects chain for life and happy face both really do confront those issues of beauty and i love when you say beauty is difference and difference is beauty because i i mean that is the movie industry has done so much in terms of inclusion recently but they still have so much further to go but Mm -hmm. it seemed to me like those roles um You know, did you have to make sure that is this the right type of thing for me to be doing? Is this the right thing for me to be lending my, given that I am here with this purpose, are these the right projects for me to be involved in? What was the kind of thought process there?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, You know, when I uh, submit myself for roles or my agents or manager, sometimes if I see it's not a right fit, I'll be honest hey, I don't think it's the right fit for me. But these roles, I feel like, you know, everything happens for a reason. And timing is everything. So when Splendona came to me, it it was like it was meant to be. The director wrote the script. His name is Kevin Vu. He's wonderful. So he wrote the script. And he he never knew me or a woman like myself. But when I saw that, role, I had to submit it. And he was just amazed. And I think we we connected, but I just I feel like it's time and things happen for a reason. That's just my opinion. So like when the next role comes in, I think that would be the role for me. So when I tell other artists, if it's for you, it's meant for you.
0: Great. You know, I it's amazing to me to hear that about the script because when I uh, hear Maggie talk uh, in the and initially in the group, she tells a story about having had um, surgeries I want to know um, what of uh what what parts of Maggie are are you what parts do you identify with and did you have any input on the role at all
1: yeah absolutely you know um, I think every director you know they create they, they creating and making their films they do it differently so with Alexander he wanted to learn about every actor and to try to see if he can pull personal things about the actor and the character on paper to create their real character okay. so with Maggie I, I do relate to her in a way um, because we're, we're very similar you know Maggie she, the difference is that between Maggie and myself is that I feel that myself, I am living my dream and Maggie is trying to pursue her dream right. and facing her insecurities and trying to overcome her obstacles and dealing with other, um, you know, um, people with similar conditions and fears as Maggie. Does that explain, explain yeah. her? uh
0: the back yeah no that that really that was what I wanted to know because I you know I didn't know a lot about the person that wrote the script and I didn't know about their research process and it just mm-hmm. seemed kind of on the nose uh, for you uh, as a character and I was going like well you know how much of this did you bring to it or how much did this their research involve speaking with you and I guess the same would go for um, your uh castmates as well um, what was it like mm-hmm working with all of them? Cause that's kind of the second time that you've done that been part of that sort of ensemble like that.
1: So, you know, I enjoyed working with happy face. I, You know, I felt like it was one of the best experiences of my life, including when I was working with change for life. I've grown so much. And when I was working with an actor, um, during um, the film of Happy Face, she said something that's so true. She said acting is therapeutic, and, and it's so true. There's a lot of exercises that actors have to um, do to prepare for the role. So, for example, you know, Alexander, he wanted... <laughs> There's a funny story I'll tell you in a second. Okay. But he wanted each actor to say negative things about one another, another to, um, to the face, and to see how we can react to it. When another, you know, acting another coach may disagree with how Alex did. But I agree with how Alex did. I think it's helping the actors to prepare for their role. Um, so, for example, there's a scene that <laughs> scene that Alexander wanted me to. Um, he was just messing around. He wanted me to slap one of the actors, but instead, I turned and slapped him, and he didn't think I would do that. And he's like. No, not me. And we wanted to slap the other actor? Otis. I think it's Otis. Yeah. Dave Wilch plays Otis. And I, I didn't slap Otis, but I just like was pretending I was gonna smack him. They got terrified after I slapped Alex. But <laughs> I don't know. I think Alex just wanted us uh, to do step step over our comfort zones.
0: Yeah, and you know. <laughs> I that's so that's so funny. I can I can only imagine what it what uh what it must have been like to be in that room and see all of that. Um uh what I what I notice is that it is hard to watch those scenes where um all of those like insults are being hurled and all of that. And I think um you know, no matter who you are, you can maybe identify with um just how it would feel to be insulted. But I feel like that goes double because of how invested you are with these people's lives. Um, with everybody in Happy Face, what I loved was that all of you get a real character and you, they spend time with them and you get to know them. And so by that time, when you hear this stuff, even though it's an exercise, mm-hmm. that, oh gosh, you feel it just, you know, whatever they're trying to achieve by doing that, as far as from a viewer standpoint. Um, that was highly, highly effective. do you have like a a favorite thing you got to do in the movie that was something like either difficult or rewarding other than just the entire experience
1: yeah i you know I think one of my favorite um cards working on Happy Face was the scene where Maggie was at her apartment and I was helping the other actors get ready for the scene. I think that was adorable. And then everyone, I think the actors would come into the hall and they would do all these, um, they would start dancing. And I think that was my favorite part of the movie. And then when we went to the bar, before the kissing scene, that was the worst part for me.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Like 15 people were in the bar and it was just like, oh my God. Oh my
0: God. Yeah. Nobody would be comfortable in that situation, I don't think, but man, oh.
1: <laughs> yeah, the best thing would I would have to say um where they shot Maggie's apartment that was fun
0: it was cool it made me th- I watched the one that you wrote uh and i i don't were you it was it's called her it's very very short,
1: yes, yes. Uh,
0: I want you to know I love that so much. And I was hoping you might be able to talk about that a little bit. I know it's probably a few years old at this point, but that, I mean, that makes you a filmmaker uh, to me. And that is not something that uh, actors that I talk to um, necessarily have done. And so people can actually just watch that if they want to get a little bit of an introduction. So powerful.
1: Thank you. Um, I see filmmakers uh, um, as, you know, painters they're, you know, they, they're putting a film together. So when I wrote the script for her, I, I felt like that was the beginning of my acting career. In a way, it's a message to see, like, you know, it's it's about beauty, and I don't think there's, there is a specific message. I think it's for the viewer's purpose. So... If, so the, main, the reason why I did that is because, like, you know, with my facial differences, you see a model walking in, and automatically you will assume, oh, a model, a beautiful model, until you see my face. Oh, what's this? What's going on? Okay, what's the point of this? mm hmm. kind of messes with your head a little bit. Okay, there's a man. What's going on? So it, it can mean many different things, but when I was creating that, I think it's just a message of beauty is different and different is beauty. And that kind of beauty, even with the woman with facial differences, can seduce a man, can be attracted to someone, or a man can be attracted to a woman with facial differences who has a nice figure so it it can go on and on and on but that was my message
0: i thought it was fantastic i didn't you know i i knew it was you in the movie and and still i was surprised you know that's the thing about it because i was like there's there's so much here communicated with so few elements in such a short amount of time that is a wonderful wonderful piece um but i i do want to know um because uh you said Tricher collins and
1: yeah
0: that isn't that um in that movie wonder what uh jacob tremblay played but he yeah, played I it with so. mm-hmm. he, he played it with makeup that seems to be what hollywood often uh still does don't they i mean
1: yeah they're still doing it. i think you know i'm gonna be very very honest i know that a lot of um people may just have one-sided view on things, but I try to take another side's view. I think that, you know, the film industry is very, very, very competitive. Yeah. And so someone like, like let's say you have a syndrome, Treacher Collins, it's very rare. It's very, very rare. And I don't know how many people who who have the syndrome in our, in our country or world, very few, and then not everyone is an actor, trained actor. You know, so if if the film industry is casting, they're they're not always looking for someone who has that look. They're also looking for the skill set as well. So I think that even though I know the story behind that, I met the author of Wonder, she's wonderful, but I don't want to get into that, but they were hoping to cast a young boy with Treacher Collins syndrome. I think there were um, obstacles that were behind that. I don't want to get into that because I feel sure. like that's not my place. Sure. Um, but we hired a professional actor. He's trained, but it's, it's, you know, I think they should cast an actor with facial differences who's trained. And Working with other agencies, I, I hear them, not hear them, but I see them sending emails looking for specific actors, child actors with disabilities who are trained. So how many are there? Yeah. So it's, it's, I'm just being very, very honest. There should be more diversity. And I think that's where I come in and Adam Pearson come in, is to educate the public that we're no different from anyone else we may have a lot of obstacles, a lot, but it doesn't stop us from making a difference and trying to make a good film.
0: Yeah, no, I, that is a great answer. And I, it made me think um, of what you might have thought as a, as a kid uh, seeing, seeing you in a movie.
1: I would have thought that was the coolest thing. But I didn't see anyone that was different. I'm like, hey, maybe I
0: should do it. Yeah, that's great. And see, now they've got that, though. I feel like that's going to really, like you say, with the talent pool and, you know, people that might not be actors or think their, you know, their child might want to be an actor or anything like that. Even a grown up might go, well, look, they're out there doing this. They look great. Their acting is great. Your on-screen chemistry with everyone in Happy Face was incredible. I know why they 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 nominate you for this award because that 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 is an unforgettable character with many unforgettable moments. But you have screen screen presence. I mean, it is it is fabulous. And so I think about people who are then going to see that and pick up on that because it's impossible not to. Um, who, who are maybe going to want to get into professions like acting or modeling because of you.
1: Oh, that's very sweet. Yeah, it's, it's very competitive. It's not easy. You just got to keep moving forward and, and do what you love to do and, and see what happens.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I, um, I, there was one shot in uh, Splendora where the character is holding a towel below uh, her eyes and it oh, made yeah. and it made me think now of the masks we're all out wearing, you know. Um, that yeah. that really stuck out to me for some reason. There's no question there exactly, but it was something that I remember from that film. Just going like, "Whoa!" Now you know, so many are out in a mask, and you're not really seeing what everyone's face really looks like. And it, it uh, you know, I,
1: I, you know, I think it would have been cool if if I was like a teenager because I was very self conscious. And especially after having a surgery, I would have loved wearing a mask. But now I don't really like it. I just I like I like people to see who I am, who they're seeing. Um, you know, I just um, yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned that, you know, Splendona I haven't seen it. I've seen bits and pieces. Don't tell oh, okay. me. Do. I still haven't seen it. I should still
0: even if it's just people that watch this movie. It's how you're portrayed. I think they did so well with Happy Face and Uh, doing justice to everyone. You got to the point where it's like, well, I love these people. Like I, 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 you know, I kind of don't want them to go when the movie ends, you know, you just.
1: What's your favorite part in Happy Face?
0: Oh man. So the, there's the part where um, they're uh, they're in the park and, and the guy takes all of his clothes off and starts running around. I just thought, That was great because here is everyone out of their comfort zone being photographed, being in a film. A lot of people on, on screen at that time, just the mere fact of being in a film and knowing a camera is going to be on you, that is recording you. And then it's going to put you on a 10 foot wide screen. That is, you know, that is, that is a thing that normal actors take for granted. And I say normal, but by like, you know, just on average, the average actor, that's like, that's what they want. They want their face used on the screen. That's like the matinee idol. That's the, I should say traditional rather than normal experience. And so by him becoming completely nude and they show everything on this guy, um, that was to me uh sort of evening that playing field a bit, mm-hmm. you know? And so like, all right, a, a, a person watching the film, someone like me, perhaps, mm-hmm. is not going to get how difficult of an experience that might be for you or some of your castmates, but we're definitely going to understand what it must have taken to strip like that and run around knowing now you're going to be photographed, recorded, put on a 10-foot wide screen. Yes. That was amazing to me. That contrast was amazing to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was certainly a wild moment. Um, you know, he should have. I think Alex should have really recorded all of us. What the first time when he took off his clothes? I think uh, Buck was completely speechless. She was like, <sighs> and, and I was like, "You, sh- Alex, you should have recorded her." She, was and I'm just like, "Yeah, I've seen that before. No, nothing new."
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. I, I always tell my daughter who's seven years old, I always say, you know, we are all more alike than we are different. You know, we we have, I always tell her, you know, they, there are differences which make us unique and it makes it cool and it makes having friends interesting and it makes knowing people worth knowing and all those other things. But I said, but really, um, there are more things in common. We just, we have more in common than we don't. So it's a good thing to remember. And I talked to her about you because she always wants to know what stories I'm working on. And so we watched her together and uh, you know, her, her comment was just like, wow, she is beautiful. And there was no daddy, what's this, or asking questions like that. She took the image that you were um, portraying exactly the way I think, um, you know, an image should be taken like that, which is way, you know, any magazine cover or anything else, it's all how it's presented. And so, Um, Yeah, I
1: think to be a role model especially to young children I think it takes a big responsibility you know I see a lot of um, young artists who are role models but along the way you know um, quite a few of them lost their way and made bad decisions and take the wrong turn I think it really takes a lot to be a good role model and I think people need to continue that path and to stay strong like no i'm not going to make this mistake i are going to do it for the kids for the people and, and just stay on the path
0: yeah now you're doing so well with that and everything that i looked up about you it was always so positive and uh, you know message forward uh everything that you do it, like it's not just words with you you've put into action everything and that was one of the many reasons why i wanted to talk to you the the um I, I do want to ask about what you have coming up but 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 my last actual question was um, is there a role that you would love to play that you haven't got a chance to yet or you know is there a film you would like to make that you haven't made yet
1: I you know if I ever you know I thought about making films um, you know later in life and I think there's there's so many wonderful stories that need to be shared um, you know I, I'm adopted and you know, one of the scripts I would like to write uh, is a relationship, a woman, a relationship with her father. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. But at the same time, it's like they never met and they've been communicating for years. And towards the end, it's like he passes and gives her inheritance, then leaves her a note and says, Nickname, like Hanban or Sweet pea. It's, it's, it's It's like a, a drama film based on a true story, but it's so heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, but a role that I would like to portray, I would love to play a bad character. I know that the, the community says that actors who are facial differences tend to play bad villains to be honest I hey I think there's nothing wrong playing a bad villain I think you have more fun. Yes
0: that's usually the case.
1: (laughs) Yeah and I would also like to play a detective. You know a lot of I think people think that playing a detective investigator is very easy because they have a lack maybe they're very serious. It's actually not true. I think they're very they're, it's a difficult role to play because they're so serious, <sighs> but yet they have, how do I explain it?
0: There's a lot going on inside.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. There is a lot going on inside of their head. They've seen a lot. They have a wallop. They have to be professional. It's a lot people think, oh, all you have to do is be serious. No, there's a lot going on. And I think yeah. that would be a very challenging role to play. That's just my
0: opinion. No, I think you're right because it makes me think about the Sherlock movies, those recent Guy Ritchie ones with Robert Downey Jr. and how in order to portray that, they had to do all this animation and special effects to show what was going on in his head. Oh, wow. Because on the outside, what can he really how can he really show that? You know, and no matter what's going on in the actor's head, your job is to communicate how are you going to do that you know and so I wow that sounds like a that would be that would be a, a huge challenge for anyone and I'm so glad that you said that because you never know what answer um, people are going to give uh, for that question you know but I especially want to know from you because I do know that your your roles really matter to you and um, what you're putting out there really matters to you I have a tremendous amount of respect for what you do and I I Really, sincerely, love these movies. Like, I'm not kidding you. These are. If I hadn't just seen Happy Face, it would have been on my top ten. It definitely would have. It is one of those things that I recommend to everybody uh, because you, I'm, you have never seen a film like this. Never.
1: <laughs> the director, I think he's phenomenal. He is so creative, and I think, from my perspective, he's a genius. He has done things that no one has done before. He really thinks outside of the box. He's incredibly intelligent and weird in a good way. <laughs> but I think the way he did his work and the stuff that he used the actors to show the world, it's quite remarkable. I think one of the most creative things he's done, uh, when he... I'm trying to think. Um, you know, when the woman, um, Stan's mother, you know, she was having cancer. There's a scene where she was at the hospital and they were cleaning her and you could see that her body was all beat up. Yeah, had the
0: holes in her back and all of that. Yeah. Oh,
1: Actually, It's not her. He hired a homeless woman on the street, hired her. That's, that's how he does. I thought that was very clever. I think it's, remarkable wow some people are like "Huh, what but he's the way he does things it's just it's just incredible
0: yeah i never would have guessed that i definitely remember that scene because uh, it just it makes you hurt for her and for for him and for that whole you know people are going to identify with with the film on so many different levels it's really gonna it's really gonna depend on what you bring into it but um people are going to take away so incredibly much from it i think uh, no matter who they are um so uh can you talk about or uh, do you have any projects that you are talk that you can talk about
1: um, you know i was really hoping to attend to the canadian screen awards last may Right. actually i was very bummed but Hopefully next year I can attend, or the following year. I'm in, I'm still in communication with them, nice folks. Um, but I don't have anything major planned. I did do a short film in October where I was murdered. I got killed. It's a short film. I, it's kind of it's unique. Um, but there's a scene where I was being strangled, and um, but I don't have anything major. Roles coming up. I do have a photo shoot coming up next month, nothing uh, mainstream, but I'm really hoping that Happy Face, uh, uh, that a lot of people can see Happy Face, even by professionals in the industry that will inspire them, and possibly a new role will be coming in. I'm hoping.
0: I think it will, because the, the, t- the type of exposure that you will get from Happy Face is that of a movie star, quite honestly. Uh, it's, that's the way the press kit is put together. There is a still, a great quality still of Maggie um, looking in a mirror, and it's just her in the shot. That is fantastic. That's how they're putting you out there, and, and I thought that was a, a great indicator of, of what's to come. But I think just the fact that you're, you're out there and you're working and you're doing this stuff, it's the kind of thing that's just going to build exactly the way that you want it to. I am happy uh, to do my part in helping people uh, hear your voice and then go watch your work and check out all of this stuff. Um, And I am excited for um, what opportunities lay ahead for you. I think uh, it's going to continue to be great. I am a fan. I can definitely tell you. (laughs) Sure. Well, unless there's anything uh, that you wanted to add, I just uh, wanted to tell you, thanks for your, thanks for taking so much time to speak to me. I didn't know, I know um, actors are still busy because um, social media and all of that is like having a second job. And so.
1: (laughs) can Can be. And, you know, with COVID and everything, I know it has slowed things down for some actors out there, but it's certainly not easy. And I hope that you and your family are safe and, and ready for the new year, hopefully next year it'll be a lot easier. For him.
0: Yeah, for okay. everyone. Well, you you seem to be okay, and we're definitely all right. I mean, it's been uh, you know mentally a struggle. I think that's the hardest part. Um, I I did an an interview earlier, and you know the question you ask when you see someone uh, or or speak to someone it was a phone one is to say how are you, and they say I'm fine, and then you think, hmm. are you though? <laughs> <laughs> And in a way you, you don't want to go down that road because you're thinking like, okay, well that could open up a whole other thing. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a journalist here and I, I want to keep things professional, but at the same time, this whole thing is connecting us all in a way that I don't think we'd ever been connected before. Um, And I, uh, you know, under normal circumstances would still have really loved the film and really wanted to talk to you and not expected that you would have time to talk to me. So I'm so glad that you did, (laughs) but you know, we're, we're okay.
1: I want to say something else that popped in my head about change for life. You know, being on set for change for life was a life changer, life changing experience. I think when I'm on set with happy face and change for life, I've learned so much about the other actors and myself. And you learn about their strengths and weaknesses and fears and, and even when I was on Happy Face, I've learned so much that it's like, wow, I'm not the only one who's struggling. Or, wow, she's really, really struggling. Maybe yeah. help her out. So it's really interesting. It's even though we all have different fears and obstacles, but in a way, we're, we're a reflection of, of ourselves. Like we are like, hey, this is what I have. Do you see this or it's 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 quite interesting even a director you know he had a difficult past and it's it's quite it's quite um therapeutic
0: yeah i i'm so glad you say that because that i think was one of the parts of happy face that i had a little uh, trouble with at first and i was like the 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 woman who led the group her not having facial differences and then equating her experience with the experience that all of you had. And at first I was going like, this is not the same. Yeah. I don't see it as the same. And I was going, is the film going to then try to convince me? That she is, or is this part of the whole premise of it is this woman is not, shouldn't it be someone with facial difference that is leading this group? That part really, that just made me think of that. That was a a thing about the film that at first had me a a little tripped up.
1: Yeah, even though she was experiencing, um, you know, struggles in her personal life. Right. Sometimes you can see it, sometimes you can't. Sometimes
0: you can't. That's a good, and I and I also thought of um, when I was watching it. This this expression I once heard: uh, "Don't change how you look; change how you see."
1: True, and it's that reminds me. I wanted to share something very important with you that would be very helpful for this podcast. Okay, you know, our society likes to put labels on people, things, and places to make them feel comfortable for them to understand what it is to identify. So when you see a, a person with facial differences, they can judge like, oh, oh, what's that? But happy face can share, reveal their stories, their lives. So, so again, if you see a veteran who is disabled, his whole body is burned, he's missing a limb or two and goes back into our society, After fighting war, fighting freedom, he's judged, bullied, and discriminated. That makes me angry because you can judge um, a a war hero who fought for our country for your freedom, but yet there's a serial killer standing next to you who looks fine. Right. Sometimes it just makes me a little angry. It's just, I don't know it's just it's quite sad but it's true it's
0: absolutely true and you know i don't think enough people think about that and i i don't think i think i don't think it's something that goes through their mind when they encounter that sort of a situation mm-hmm. but it it so proves your point and it, it proves the point of, of all of this art that we're taking in and this whole discussion that we're talking about i'm so glad that you added that that is very very important mm-hmm. um and i i hope people take that kind of thing away not from just hearing you which this has been great by the way this has been such a great conversation. I hope you I hope you had a good time doing it I certainly yeah, absolutely.
1: did. it's it's been a wonderful experience and thank you for taking the time. I yeah.
0: Yeah, no you as well and um I will um I will let um excuse me I will let Rachel know uh when this when this goes up and like I said yeah this is, this publication's part of USA Today Network and so any any um national publication owned by them uh, is welcome to kind of pick that up and you never know these things can travel so the main thing i wanted to do is just after watching that movie make sure i could tell everyone that I, that I could this is great you need to see it but having hearing you uh, speak about it i think is just extremely valuable and so you know look for more of these things to happen i'm sure as the movie circulates
1: Well, thank you so much for your support and and taking the time to interview. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. This has been great. And please take care. And I hope you have a great new year.